back with you another Woody Banter episode. Anika is missing right now. Hopefully she'll join us temporarily. Um, but we have a special guest, Michael Parayu from New York. Welcome, Michael. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and we also have another special guest, a pygmy goat. Oh, yes. What's a, <laughs> what is a pygmy goat? Why is it? Why do you say pygmy? I think it's like a baby goat. I don't know. Pygmy. I think it's just something. I don't know if it's baby because it's the same with like pygmy monkey. Right, yeah. it's like smaller. Mm, yeah, I good point. Pygmy monkeys was a thing. I think I saw that in World of Warcraft. Some pygmy monkeys. <laughs> um, are those are pygmy monkeys the ones that are on your finger? Have you seen those ones or no? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. The little toys. No, there's like living monkeys that are like the size of like your hand. <laughs> what? <Whoa. laughs> oh man. Yeah, like, let me see. If, like one of my friends made this up when they were high. All right. <laughs> Damn, that'd be cool. Yeah, we should have like a screen dedicated to uh, things we can find. Oh, pull man. up, <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so while you're looking that up, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain here. So you were recently in Delaware. Uh, can you explain uh, why you went to Delaware? Oh, let's see the pygmy. Wow, that is a real. Dude. Oh, Faisal comes in. Faisal's in the chat. Nice of you guys to honor me with the goat pick. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more, more like the pygmy yeah, goat. Or pygmy. <laughs> Michael's manager. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you were in Delaware recently. Uh, what were you up to over there? Taking the National Board's dental licensing exam. Is that, and is that for New York only, or is that for nationwide? Uh, so there's two licensing exams. Uh, one is like the national boards just to get licensed in like uh, in general everywhere. In the United and States or globally? Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's like uh, United States and like everywhere. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not too sure about like uh, how it is if I went and want to work in Dubai. Right. I think it, it's like I think it's like uh, it would qualify for like over there too. Gotcha. But um, but yeah. So that one everyone has to pass. The other one is like the Western Regional exam that I'm trying to get like some one of my family to come that you have to actually like drill on a patient in person mm. and that one's from like California a bunch of like uh, west coast states gotcha uh, and so you haven't done that one yet but you want to I've done uh, there, there's parts to it too so like um, two years ago I took the first part of this exam during my sophomore year and then the second part was right now and then for the that rev exam the western one Mm -hmm. The first part of that one was like a test back in October. That was pretty easy. And then and there's a patient part um, in March. But the if I pass this section right now for the national one, I'm done. And I've got that license done. Um, but the, the Western and California one, I got to wait till March. But that's the last step is in March. Gotcha. And, uh, and your experience in Delaware, uh, I'm curious what you thought, because me and Monem, we drove across the country and we started driving into these states that you don't really hear about. And um... Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were driving. Yeah, like, um, yeah but I, I, we've talked about this. I, I have a very similar opinion to you. It's like. It's like there's like a few places in the country that are worth living. Yeah. And everywhere else is like pretty bad. I also could have maybe like not went to the like the good part of Delaware. Mm. Uh, but yeah, to me, it's like I can understand why you'd want to go to Florida. Uh, I've gone to Toronto and like Montreal. Those places are nice. Where we live is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So for, like, yeah, like, what about Texas? Do you think you could live there? Uh, Texas for the money I could. <laughs> <laughs> for the right price. <laughs> like, like Texas is a nice place where if it's like if I'm there for a year or two, just making like, a good amount of money, mm. I would like suck it. Up. That's what my that's what David did. My cousin, like he went and worked there, got a a lot of money to pay off the loans, and then after that he was like, a, I think he I think he moved to LA. I think now he's like back in Cal like back in the Bay Area. Mm. But yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Long term, you wouldn't live there. I don't like being in hot areas either. Yeah, so like, I, I just I couldn't do that. I wonder like, what some years way too long. I wonder what happens to these states. Like, um, are they just like in my perspective? It seems like if you don't have a tech technology sector in your state, then you miss out on a lot of jobs. Uh, or if you don't have yeah, any of the traditional industry. For some reason, yeah, I was literally thinking about that today, mm. I, and I wanted to see. Well, your mom's not here, but I was gonna ask her about that because, like, I was gonna ask if us growing up in the Bay Area influenced us to like because we grew up in, in like a tech area. Mm-hmm. That's why, because I was thinking that's exactly what I don't like about these places is like there's nothing to do, and it feels like it's very backwardsy. Like it felt like I was like in a bar, like uh, like from what I've seen from movies in the '80s, mm-hmm. like. It, like I was at like restaurants from the 80s where it's like that Fuddruckers place right. which like everyone over here like loves mm. and it was just like uh, it reminded me I don't know if you guys seen Office Space yeah, it yeah. reminded me of that uh, yeah. of that type of thing where like they had to wear like all these like things mm. and I, it's just like everyone looked miserable to be there right <laughs> and, like, I think they still do have like office jobs though like uh, uh, like what is it like the show that or just the office Oh, like a like That's a paper actual, like a paper company or something. Yeah, and I've read like a lot of people say that, like if you actually go there, it's very similar. It, it's almost exactly like the show. <laughs> right, um, and I guess but, yeah, I guess California has those kind of towns. Uh, yeah, I guess the kind of like Redding, California. Like I was thinking, like oh, like what if I was like an outsider from California and I just visited somewhere like Truckee, mm-hmm. and then I was okay. A place like Truckee is like somewhere like Delaware. It's just like not really anything to do. Like um, it's just like a bunch of random restaurants and a town you just kind of drive through. There's nothing special about it. Right. So I was thinking like so maybe I just went to the wrong place to like Delaware, where like it's not really like things are going on but i, I kind of got the vibe from like the bus ride and the train ride back that the whole place is kind of like that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got so those dumb. vibes all throughout the east coast through, and then Jersey. going through missouri and yeah. arkansas were the worst yeah to me it's like like at, at least up here it's like manhattan and like it extends to brooklyn is like where like things are like fun and like uh, you can actually do things fresh but and new get mm. out of that area of brooklyn because even once we got to that restaurant, the famous pizza restaurant, mm-hmm. I was like, in that area, I was like, dude, I, I would not want to live here. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And and that pizza place was like a really famous spot too. So I was just like, and then like, especially sometimes I've taken, um, like through Long Island when I've gone to JFK, I've taken like that, like a van ride where they don't take the highway and sometimes I go through the streets mm-hmm. and I'm just, this place like looks like, uh, like looks horrible. <laughs> like abandoned. Which in California you don't really see that. You don't really see like abandoned warehouses and like, like weird things South like that. San Francisco, like but even there. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely in the Bay Area you don't see that. And then I don't know. I haven't really explored outside that. Maybe much. around Richmond. I don't know. It's possible, but no. Even then, it's like a different vibe over there. Like these, those yeah. are really abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> like. No, 
Like, what? I remember the first one I really saw that kind of stuck out to me was when we were apartment hunting for Nabil. And, like, next to one of the nice apartment, like, uh, things that he was looking at, there was just this, like, abandoned, like, I don't know, even know what it was. But I just remember, like, all, like, the windows were, like, broken. Like, because, like, it was like, and, like, it just looks like, oh, this is, like, a scene where, like, um, like someone goes and, like, like rapes someone. Was this, was this uh, the one next to Irby, the one I did choose? Because that had a... It was in an industrial kind of town. Um, yeah, maybe. I just remember. It, right, I think maybe. it might have been. It might have been the one next to Irby. But I just remember like being like, it was like a really nice like a bunch of apartments. Yeah. <laughs> and then and just then one. Sudden across the street is just this abandoned like yeah like building that just looks like oh my god <laughs> super you, I, God knows what goes on there at night. <laughs> I feel like it's probably from uh, like when there were manufacturing jobs there. I'm assuming. Like yeah, probably, and they're just re uh, now constructing new apartments. I mean, funny enough, like it didn't when you were in my apartment, and then just within the property, like it wasn't. That you bad. didn't see really the outside, so it felt like oh, this is kind of new and fresh. Mm-hmm. And but then yes, as soon as you like take a walk for five minutes outside, then it's very evident. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing about like uh, the East Coast. that's crazy. It's because it's like everything was established here way longer. There's still some buildings from like like a way long time ago. Like maybe like in like the 1800s or whatever, right? And it's like really clear that there's been like maybe they've like done some maintenance, like to to keep it up to like uh, code, like of the cities and stuff. But it's like it like it looks like it was made in like the 1800s. Like whereas California, it's like everything's newer. Like Spanish styles of houses and stuff like that, and like everything kind of like you get like a, a lot, especially where we're from too. Yeah, you get like um, very nice like, or like, different looking. Like, yeah, and the older buildings like, like you have. Like, op- Go ahead. No, I was gonna say like like even like Canfield Common, like, like everything in California just like looks like modern. It's like modern houses. That's where, where here it's just like well, I don't know. It looks like it's like uh, from different times. Right. Yeah. This house in Canfield Commons, the, these houses were built in the 80s. I know that. Um, the buildings over there, like I feel like they, there's an opportunity for you to renovate. Yeah, renovate and make it like good. Um, but yeah, I noticed that like a lot of the buildings just seem old and like nobody cares to uh, yeah. freshen it up and stuff. I guess it doesn't matter if they they're older buildings because like technically this is an older building. But once they start renovating and stuff, then it's worth it. But yeah, that's kind of weird that I guess they just keep it like that. Yeah. So I know you've talked about this a few times, Michael, but um, you're coming close to picking a location to start your uh, dentistry career. Um, do you have a top five? Do you, as of recent, what is your what? Are, what are you what are you thinking about where you? I, mean, I definitely have a top five. It depends on like uh, the offers I get, which like uh, I think you guys help me write my resume, or, or maybe like we're too healthy. Hmm. But um, but yeah, it's it's highly dependent on uh, my fiance Bertil's job. <laughs> like that's like the biggest factor, and then also the offer from the the corporate office or like wherever I work. Uh, that's like the big other thing but like location wise it's like pretty much anywhere that accepts like my license which it looks like i was checking it with like a Brazil the other day it's like texas missouri uh washington oregon california and the latter four are the ones i would go to texas washington oregon california. i don't yeah i, I was gonna say i don't same. recommend missouri <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and uh, the other one is uh colorado colorado too but Ooh, I, I don't think any offer is gonna be uh, Washington or Texas because mm. they don't pay. I think they don't pay the income tax, right? Um, mm, I'm not sure. In Washington or Texas? 
yeah, yeah. I think oh. um, I don't know. Maybe one of the viewers know. I, I I know there's like a well, Washington, Texas are like two of the only states where you don't have to pay like uh, I think income taxes. Gotcha. Really? And would you oh, yeah. be would you be locking this down before you graduate, or would you start interviewing after your after you've graduated? I mean, I don't have. A, so with dentistry, uh, after I graduate, there's um, a time period you usually have to wait to, that you could work, hmm. which like the state you're going to go work in can expedite the process for them to give you the state license. Uh, but usually it takes three months from your graduation date. So I wouldn't really be doing anything during that time anyway. So I'd be happy like going on interviews then. But the corporate offices want to lock us down now so we don't like get because it's it's ideally like uh, that's the whole thing is like a corporate office job um like pays you more but it's it's more run by business people and not dentists mm. where it's the more ideal situation is to go work for another dentist that's like on his way out kind of retiring and you just take over his practice but they don't really want to hire fresh out of school grads because we're like so slow at working mm-hmm. and they ra- ra- rather like um and on top of it they'd want to pay you a lot less too because you're slower mm-hmm. where like you'd make like maybe like, like I don't know I haven't like uh, heard in the office but I'm assuming somewhere between like 60 to 90,000 mm-hmm. where it's like a corporate office will pay you like 150 to like 200 wow. so it's mm-hmm. like uh, yeah so yeah. <laughs> it's really dependent on where you get an offer I guess wait what you say Daniel? I said it's dependent on like where you would get an offer but like do you have like let's say, I ideally they all gave you an offer. What would be your top five or top three places? Uh, you said Washington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would rather live in Washington, and then one of the uh, corporate offices I want to work for in California is in like uh, I forget what's the name of that county, but it's like where Oakland is, Livermore, uh, Pleasanton, like Walnut Creek. Butte County. Uh, huh? Is it Butte County? I don't know. Never heard of it. Uh, it's one that starts with a C, like uh, Contra Costa County. I, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. But, I should know. But anyway. Yeah, but, um, that company also seems like they're they're pushing me to work in Sacramento, which I'd be okay. But if Bertil still has a good job in like uh, the Bay Area and NVIDIA keeps her, mm-hmm. it's like maybe I'd have to press them to give me a job like, like in Walnut Creek and I just commute from like uh, yes we would like that very much yeah. Michael yeah. <laughs> says, anywhere west coast the best coast yes <laughs> so especially the, the Texas one that's in contact with me is also like they only do pediatric dentistry which I don't have a problem with that but um, learning wise I really want to go to somewhere that's going to teach me so I can get better mm. and because like, like working at school is completely different than working outside of school and running your own business and if I'm just working on like kids all day, you're only doing like a very small field of dentistry. So it's like I'm kind of worried if I just do that for the money, I won't really like uh, learn anything crazy. Mm. Right. At yes. what point would you want to start your own practice, or is that like even in the horizon? Um, yeah, like probably I'm assuming like five years. It's all like financial things. Like mm. one is one factor is when do I get fast enough? to be able to like pay off my own practice like uh, like the staff and like all the overhead of like equipment and stuff like that and like the rent mm-hmm. of like property um but then the other thing is also like i have loans <laughs> and then uh this wedding is going to cost a lot of money and then um yeah just paying all that stuff off it's going to take a while mm-hmm. like paying it off and then having the capital to start that it's probably going to be like a few years, but um, right. I don't know. Now, speaking of um, 
incomes. I know you like to talk about kind of side hustles, like thinking of new business ideas and wanting to invest in <laughs> Ooh, stuff. I have an update on mine. Uh, okay. So, Michael, is there anything recently you've been thinking about that you'd, while you're, you know, practicing dentistry, uh, you'd want to either invest in? And actually, I'm curious, would you want to just be an investor or would you also want to get involved in like managing and developing that or would that maybe be too much um i think that's too much like now that i've been doing the dentistry thing it like that's what i've been trying to get to do material which i hope that one day like at one point she can do it and that's what i'm trying to like push her towards now is for her to learn something like that where like if she can learn the managing skills for like real estate property investing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i can just focus on dentistry and make capital for her to like invest right that would be my situation but i don't know if she's like would enjoy that mm-hmm. so my other situation is having like daniel who's like, like done like the, the property stuff for uh, uh i forget the company yeah the hive for, and yeah yeah but just like maybe using one of my friends and i have other ideas which you don't want to do but i think <laughs> that's because, true like dentistry is such like a niche market where there's not that many like um there's like like everything Thing is like really old school and like things are starting to change now where there's like a lot of CAD CAM stuff a lot of 3D printing stuff going on mm-hmm. that's like expediting a lot of stuff and there's like a lot of like uh, software things yeah I could imagine the software specifically like you know when you when you're a software engineer you generally tend to flock to tech companies yeah. as opposed to like the dentistry the dentist industry where um, you know there's still uh, improvements that need to that can be made and you can make money off of it hmm. but that's like my dream situation with that is like I know there's like there's so many like like random things in dentistry where like they can be vastly improved with technology especially like for all our lab work stuff where we send out like dentures and like teeth mm-hmm. or uh, dentures and crown and stuff like we have to send it to a lab wait for the lab to make it and then the lab send us back and like there's if like 3D printing and stuff like that gets like affordable or like 3D milling with like CAD CAM mm-hmm. like gets affordable point where like a dentist can just have that in his own office and like you can like, like things that usually take like a few weeks to get to for patients like dentures where they don't want to be without teeth like for that long like and you can expedite that to like oh like it's just gonna take like four hours for this thing to mill and then we can get those in for you right now it's like that's one area that's like right like a big can you look it's a big money thing like well the- it, there's a lot of things i've been like kind of like thinking that like, once I come back, I'll talk to the people about it. And see. Yeah, you can. I, I may not be on board now, but you know, uh, the more yeah, I learn, yeah, I have phases. The more I learn, you never know. My, my yeah, I could. Worst case scenario, I know like a jeet's like money hungry like me. I'll go to jeet. <laughs> <laughs> um, do so like your first job out of dentistry would that be? Would it be a nine to five, or would they have you working after hours, or like oh, would oh, you yeah. even have time to? Um, It'd be nine to five, but I want something where like I love working and I get like anxious when I'm not working. So mm. like one of the big things I liked about the Texas one was they require you to work like one Saturday of the week or something. Mm. Where like at the beginning, like I'd be I would, like want to work at a place that's open. That's like one of the things I ask like um, these corporate offices: Are you guys open on Saturdays, or can I go to a different office on Saturday mm. and work so I can get paid an extra day? <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah be it, nice. it would be. It would be nine to five, but it depends on the office. If it's like your own office, that's like one of the things that's like that's nice about a dentist because you're your own boss. You can choose whatever hours you want to. Right. Um, 
buy like if or not like working so mm. i would choose whatever giving the maximum you were yeah. mentioning uh, you had some idea oh, of business or update. Yeah, yeah. So with the coffee thing, I had it on stall for a little while just because <clears throat> the cost of a roaster is like you can get an inexpensive one, but that's usually only used for home roasts and those go up to like $8,000. Mm. And so the commercial ones that I would want to use for my coffee business go up to like 15000 Wow. Um, so, but I do have a friend now who's actually like roasting and, and has, I guess he has a friend as well that they do it. Um, but would you be and, only roasting the cat poop coffee or like no, all types of coffee? No, no. Yeah, this would be whatever, to be honest, it would be whatever like they're already roasting cause they're planning on, uh, selling online as well. Um, so but, they have one of these machines that are $15,000. Yeah. Yeah. So uh he's working at the the roastery and he's oh that has the yeah so (laughs) it kind of gets a little sketchy because i don't know if it's actually theirs or what's the deal with it but anyway they they're going to be sending me samples and i'm going to test them out and i will be basically buying from them and then selling online until i have enough and is it just the beans to buy my beans you're selling yeah just the beans okay it wouldn't be oh so it's not i thought you were doing it specifically for the the cat stuff because the like cap, who knows? Like <laughs> uh, well, I mean, to be honest, if there was like gotta have a, a lot demand of cats. for it, yeah, <laughs> gotta have a lot of cats. If yeah, cause I, I know, like a while ago, it was, but I was gonna ask, like, because no one in like like in America is doing it, right? And I, but I was gonna ask, I think, is there like a legal issue with getting that plant over here? That's what I have to find out. Like, is there? I feel like there's I mean, maybe you some need, FDA. We need to be milking. Definitely not cats. I can get you cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got cats. Cats on deck. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the legality of that, but it, it is an idea that I uh, would probably put yeah, on the market if it wasn't I'm that hard. Like, uh, like Daniel just in charge, like Daniel's house <laughs> have a beautiful farm of cats. A cat <laughs> mill. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Come on, Minecraft cats. Minecraft farm, like me and Adil used to make. Just, like, yeah, me, me and Michael. Have them pooping. Me and Michael step in. You click a button and then like a waterfall comes down. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be. So yeah, but I think it would be a good idea for transitioning, uh, like for me, because okay. I, I, I don't know, I feel like investing all into that equipment, and then like, what if I don't get any customers? Yeah, I agree. Or, I agree. You know? If you could get out of investing 15k. Yeah. Um, so. And how would you market it? Uh, with my digital advertising skills, so I'll probably be using Facebook and Instagram mm. advertising as well as Google AdWords, uh, but I want to keep it specific to Redwood City at first. Just so I can, I guess my edge would be like fresh, freshly roasted delivery within a day, and I would be delivering it myself. Okay, um, so this would be then, within the Bay Area. Yes. Wait, you're just at least initially. The initially. You're the coffee. I wouldn't be making the coffee. You wouldn't look into like. Uh, but I would be... shipping with UPS, like any other product. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, as far as like advertise, so like the amount of money I would be putting in. Let's say I'm putting in a thousand per month. Mm-hmm. in advertising mm-hmm. i wouldn't be able to do that like nationwide i would like i would only do it in your it would cost more it, yeah it would cost a lot more um okay. just because the way it, digital advertising works is they what i was gonna say from what i've seen from like shark tank for that type of stuff they like try to sell locally at like farmers markets and stuff first and then right. they try to get like local like trader joe's 
to like sell their stuff and then like upgrade from there. Exactly. So it would be like farmer's market, like the one next to Trader Joe's, mm. sell there, start small, and then like eventually. I mean, I would I would sell. I would have my own website. And, like Faisal's asking. Yeah, Faisal. I don't have my website up yet. Okay. Um, but I would I would sell and ship online. Um, but I think where most of my money spending on this or investing will be just locally. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm waiting for the samples and then we'll. Nice. Wait, it... so where where are you getting the beans? Though? Like, what makes them special? Uh, there. So the roastery is in Palo Alto. Um, like, are you asking like, why wouldn't you just buy, um, yeah, like why would I buy your beans instead of something from like, uh, Trader Joe's? Trade. Like, yeah, that's a good question. So like, the main get, thing like, is, like, you know, the, cause like the Amazon ones you get, like I know have like a lot of caffeine and something like that, right? Like the, right, I right. You told me, but I forget what it's called, but it's like a really strong brand of like, beans. But, like yeah, Death Wish. yeah, so the main thing is, uh, freshly roasted. So they do have roasteries around um, the Bay Area that you can go and get yourself and even on Amazon. But the difference between like buying from Amazon and also buying it from the store is that you don't know how long it's been on the shelf. And so the coffee can be like inconsistent. So you can have coffee that's been sitting there for like for months to a year or they just roasted it that month. But my edge would be like you're getting this roasted on a weekly basis and it it would be marketed more to people who want good coffee and I guess like freshly roasted coffee. Um, so that would be, I guess the edge. And then, but you still get the ability to have that one day shipping mm-hmm. like you do on Amazon. So to interject here, Salma mm-hmm. Tufail has uh, written a comment. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a book which says that the future is in big data. Would companies that accumulate control or control data be the best to invest in? If so, which companies would you park your money in? Interesting. Ooh. So the companies that accumulate and control data. So, I mean, you could take like Facebook like Google. and Google, yeah. for example. Um, I guess collecting data is one thing in regards to big data. Um, or even MuleSoft, all those companies. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, so yeah, MuleSoft is a good example. So MuleSoft is a company that recently got acquired for like, five billion dollars or something Mm. and they're basically they build apis for for companies and what that means is um uh, companies have information that isn't being used so for example a grocery store has uh, information of like what kind of foods are being purchased by which people uh and the frequency of that but sometimes these companies they're they lack uh the uh technological inclination to put together uh, the software to be able to pull that data and analyze it and then make actions um, based on that. Another example, MuleSoft has a client that is like a brewing, brewery, Brewery. (laughs) Um, but so what they do is they're using their data to analyze and see what uh, brew is selling faster. Mm -hmm. That way they're able to stock on that brew specific brew uh, mm. before it you know sells out, um, but yeah they they do it for a bunch of different reasons. Gotcha. So yeah, so in regards to big data, um, she was what, asking what, about investing. Oh yeah, what company would you invest in that are that's a company that's accumulating data? Um, 
We don't really invest in invest individual. Because right? yeah. they don't really need money from us, right? Say that again. I couldn't hear you. Like, did she just mean like like stocks wise? Yeah, I think she just like means stock wise. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you guys. We. So I I mean I guess you can say speak in uh, as well, but we don't usually invest in individual stocks. Ours is usually. Well, yeah, that's right? one thing. I'm I'm against investing in individual stocks because that's a dangerous game. I like to invest in index funds. So that's like a a collection of all the companies so granted you're not going to make make as much money as you would um investing in individual stocks but it's also it's safer and you will make money over time so that's my strategy but if you were to invest in a specific company i feel like you'd have to have a lot of knowledge I it think depends so i guess I don't have that. collecting <laughs> collecting data is one thing but collecting data and making it useful is another thing um so you kind of have to look into it, but if but it sounds like like this MuleSoft company would be kind of the type of companies you want to look into is people who are making APIs. Uh, that'd be Salesforce, I guess, because uh, they bought MuleSoft. Okay, yeah, or Salesforce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I couldn't say a specific, specific company. company. Movie yeah. Pass. You can yeah. make a lot of money investing in individual uh, stocks, but you I really don't, have you to. Don't, you have to know a lot. Knows, yeah, which I don't. Did Facebook stock drop a lot after all their stuff with uh, Zuckerberg? Because I haven't paid attention to a it. Lot. But like, I, I'd assume it must have dropped a crazy amount after like, he, and he keeps getting in trouble. At least from what I've seen on Reddit. Yeah. I think a lot of technological companies over the past few months have been going lower, like NVIDIA as My well. My mom told me NVIDIA went down like crazy too. Oh, yeah. Well, and also the whole market went down yeah. recently too, so that could be part of it. But uh, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know about Facebook. I I only saw some uh, headlines and there's something like he's like I'm not stepping down from CEO. So it sounds like they want to get rid of him. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the shareholders, or yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's a dangerous game, but so, especially with like, like like Elon Musk, where he's like, like where he's kind of like you can tell he's like intentionally saying stupid things to drop. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, oh come on, dude, just shut up, man. <laughs> Are you doing this? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's scary like that. Like and oh, and then what was the other one? Like uh, Bezos got, is getting a divorce, and like doesn't that like uh, that like drops their stock? Right? I mean, I haven't been paying attention to it. So we like, said. I'm Something stupid like that, like, like, has nothing to do with really like how the company is like performing. Right. But it's like, oh, this guy's getting a divorce, and now their stock. <laughs> oh, that. for Amazon, yeah. Yeah, I think those yeah. things are really temporary. So yeah, you're right. In general, so the market reacts um, to any sort of negative news, whether it's tied to the company or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, but if you're a long long term investor like me, you don't even worry about these things. And interestingly enough, the guy who created these index funds, who created, I guess, Vanguard, had died. Oh, I think he died last week. Jack Bogle? Uh, yeah. Oh, shoot, he died? Yeah. I didn't know that, man. <laughs> and Warren Buffett's like, he was probably the greatest, like, greatest person for investing because he created the index fund that had, I guess, index funds are just lower management fees than mutual funds no so anymore. so mutual funds is like uh, a, a company will actively buy and sell stuff a portfolio for you mm -hmm. so they're going to charge you a fee and they're going to keep buying and selling uh to kind if of someone call munim this is his area bro. yeah <laughs> that is true we could get us we could if munim's yeah. there we get special he's watching a game right now oh. <laughs> all, all the stuff i know about any of this is from asking him like mm -hmm. oh my mom told me this but what do you think i should be doing let me and let I'm me like, let me see you there. Case, you know, just... 
Hey, Munim, if you want to make a special appearance for talking about stocks, <laughs> feel free to let me know if you're interested. I think he has his headphones on. Yeah, he might on. have his headphones on. Um, um, but you were talking about index. Yeah, he might be watching the game. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? You were talking about index, asshole. difference between index <laughs> funds and mutual funds. Yeah, he's probably ignoring. Yeah. He's like, these assholes, they're stupid podcasts. I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, mutual funds are like actively managed. Um, so, Jack Bogle, he, I, I don't know if he was the first or one of the first to uh, create a, an index fund where your their job so a mutual fund's job is to make you money an index fund's job is to reflect the market it's mm -hmm. not to make money um so their job is to reflect the whole market um so and I, again i don't know the details on how they do that but yeah they don't they have expense ratios which is a cost but it's different from like a management fee mm. of me buying and selling so it's probably a lower oh it's way lower um so and then over over time historically since the stock market has been a thing uh stocks have gone go up 10 percent mm -hmm. on average a year so these index funds are good if you're a long-term player to just you put the money in you just stay there and just stays there forever and then a lot of these funds give dividends so and compounds as well yeah well yes and all this interest Unnatural. is compounds um let's see selma also says I also read that the whole internet experience is the largest experiment in anarchy. That's Ooh. probably why there are teething problems with Facebook. Whoa, she put in a dentistry reference. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional. I think it was. <laughs> Thanks for the info regarding API, etc. Um, that's probably why... Oh, I mean, sorry. Wait, what was the second set? That's, that's probably why there are teething problems, problems with, with Facebook. Facebook. Oh. So she heard that in the whole internet experience is the largest experiment in anarchy. Hmm. Maybe you could. What do you mean by that? Like. But I kind of get it. I mean. Currency, Bitcoin. For, yeah. So it's it be, uh, the internet is like a neutral ground, right? And people are trying to claim it, like the the cable provider, internet providers, ISPs. They had that whole thing like a couple years ago about where. Net neutrality. Yeah, about net neutrality. Um, yeah, it's like the wild wild west right now, but it's slowly. I mean, governments and other organizations yeah. are trying to... In countries, it's, it's pretty regulated, right? I don't know too much oh, about it. I remember in like Dubai... Well, I'm, your aunt is from Dubai, so she might have heard it too. But um, I know when I used to go visit my cousins in Dubai, like uh, a lot of stuff was regulated. I think like in... Because in, I've seen protests about it on Reddit, like in some places, like they... Like uh, social media is like highly regulated and stuff like that, like Twitter and... I don't know if you guys heard about yeah, like so, YouTube in Pakistan is so banned. So for right? one, yeah, in Pakistan, <laughs> YouTube is banned, so you can't even access it unless you use a VPN. A VPN. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the good point. Yeah, there's definitely countries that that do highly regulate it, and it it provides for a negative user experience. And even <laughs> even Google for a while, they didn't want to work with China. In, with China, right? But now recently, they're like, all right, we'll do it because another competitor is right the rules have been established it's like colonialism whoever claims something first is the name of the king yeah game of the only thing <laughs> yes the only the difference i see here is the the governments who the, the entities who want to control it seem to be non-technologists so the problem with that is they lack the knowledge of how the ins and outs of the internet and technology and how it works. 
And so with that, you don't really have the power. You can say things like, for instance, Pirate Bay. Now, I, I think recently that they, they've been really getting cracked down. Mm. Um, but like when they first were going to court, the original guys, they would just have a bunch of like mirror sites going up and like, yeah, they, they thought they would bring it down, but they really didn't for a long time. Now, I don't know what's going on. I noticed if I try and search for Pirate Bay, doesn't uh, I th- the links are really messed up. I think that has to do with the way like Google's search engine works too, because I've heard that like they don't put those like the actual links up, but I don't know. Yeah, for those they who are listening, Pirate Bay. On Reddit, yeah. Not that I was pirating anything. Like, uh, <laughs> there's definitely no links to any of them online. It's just like links like, yeah, like a certain like cracked, like Don, you understand. Yeah, yeah. Right like log in here. Stuff. Yeah. They're, like if you search like on Reddit for crack games, they'll just tell you if the crack exists and what the aim of it is, mm. but they won't um, like link it or they'll have to delete the thing. So, right. Mm. And yeah, so. So, yeah, I still think we're in a time of like, you know, people are trying to uh, control the technology and the Internet. Um, mm. But, like but to be able to control yeah. it, you need to also be ahead of it, too, because mm. technology is ever evolving. And, you know, it's so fast that if you, you know, if you fall behind, you know, you're not going to have the power. Well, I guess when she also, says, I think, uh, uh, don't use your oh, I was going to say when she says like clone colonialism, mm-hmm. I feel like it might not be a battle of like governments trying to fight over internet. It's mm-hmm. probably of the companies trying to get like companies attention or like um, different searches. Like there's always a fight between Google and all the other companies over their search algorithm because they might not be putting the one that, you know, is organic right. versus their own uh, shopping links and their own uh, suggestions. So, Right. I guess the war would be between the companies, not the like Google governments. versus Bing or something. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say the timing as well too. Like I feel like with internet, they like the ISPs like we got their hands on it before like it became. I don't know how to explain it, but like um, I feel like like since it's like it was unregulated for so long and people got used to it being unregulated here, it's mm-hmm. like now it's like you're taking away like the freedom. I, I, mm-hmm. I always see the term in um uh what's it called like the, on reddit like the difference between a utility and like something else and, oh uh, i, I know like what you're right. saying i don't know i yeah. forget what the other word is Pri- so, but it's like kind of like how we like everyone has like basics like uh like access to water and like uh, stuff like that basic like, rights yeah, I, basic yeah like a a right versus a privilege kind of right. thing yeah so it's like something it's like that we have to pay for and something like that should just be provided and i i always see that in like the like the debates about net neutrality is like it's like now like because we've had internet unregulated for so long it's mm-hmm. kind of like like uh it's it's harder for them to take it away where if they had already like regulated it when it first came out it would have been a little bit easier right uh, well yeah i there do, are... we, do we all agree that it should be a right or a privilege i think it should i think it, it has to be a right like this is yeah if you don't have information like you in the dark if I don't have the internet for like five minutes, I, or not five minutes, but like a day, like you feel like, whoa. Like, I so don't you know think when ISPs will like limit your data, you think they're kind of preventing um, a right? I'm, the limiting data is one thing, but it's I think it's more of the um, like when they have data. The caps. extremes, like limiting websites, 
like maybe what happens in China and these third world countries, like limiting, like you can't see YouTube, like paying for your data package is a whole another argument. Mm. Um, well, it could be like, what if they, they have their own product, like Comcast has cable and they're like, Netflix, uh, you don't need that as much. So they start limiting the bandwidth. No, actually, yes, you're right. Yeah. 100% right. Because it should be <laughs> like, uh, it should be like electricity. Like just you're paying for like the bandwidth, the amount of data you throughput. Right. Just like you would electricity. There shouldn't be uh, what you were just saying. Right. Where they can... Which I think it was what the argument was for and the whole net neutrality. I think that's the problem when, since it is, I mean, one, they could put laws on it. But the other thing is, like with electricity, it's private and publicly owned, right? Right. So you would have to have some sort of regulation regulation on it. But yes, the ISPs should only be in charge of providing the the the, the bandwidth, but the, the content that goes through should not be regulated by them, at least. Right, right. And in general, I don't think it should be regulated. Um, yeah. It should be a right. All right. We're all on the all same right. page here. <laughs> um, Actually, I was wondering about how has, like, the internet changed dentistry? Like, I know you you have, like, a few, like, Instagram dentists. Or, like, us dentists. or for, like, you as patients? Uh, I guess both. So, for I guess on the consumer end, there's a lot more research that you can do before you find a dentist. But yeah. from a dentistry standpoint, is there a lot they're teaching you in school about, like, ways you can utilize the internet or not really like they don't really teach us anything <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it's like um like the social media things i mean we have we have this like, i hope that's god i don't know the kids from school find this but there's this like creepy third year kid that mm. has like i don't know he has like i don't know what's a lot of followers so i'm not really on social media but he has like a good like twenty thousand kids following him mm. and uh on instagram and he's like a third year student and he's already like doing like giveaways, like where they're like, hey, everybody like like this, and like <laughs> I'm gonna give one of you guys a free Sonicare toothbrush. Mm. And he's like still a student; he hasn't even graduated. Oh wow! And like he posts these like really shitty cases where like where <laughs> we'll we'll see them and we'll be like, oh my god, dude, that's like, like I wouldn't post it because I'd be like, like if another dentist sees it, it like it's like something like you can be like, like get in trouble for. Disbarred. Disbarred. How bad it is. Yeah. He gets and he's posting it, and then like, his, like because like it looks nice though, like the, um, or the gets reactions. Uh, like his followers are like, "Whoa, you're so good! I can't wait till you graduate and I can like come <laughs> to you." And me and my friends are like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, yeah. like I I don't even understand how he can post that and not see like his big mess up he did because he's showing his like own X-ray of like where he messed up yeah. and he doesn't realize it oh. because he's a student and like um, we're well, just like, oh, maybe that internet will help." help consumers someone will point that out and then he will not be rated well well i mean they could still i mean they still might get a lot of followers on instagram and people be like oh cool and not see the reviews or whatever but dentistry is also like a a big field where they like it's like a kind of like an unwritten rule it's like you don't no matter how bad another oh you don't you don't don't pull them under the bus (laughs) 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 so one thing one aspect of the internet is all the social media it's like uh that one like He's like my friend's older brother, like that Dr. Snapchat guy. He was on like that. Um, brother Breakfast Club. Yeah, he's on. He's been on the Breakfast Club. He was on one of those like um, reality shows, like the, the Bridezilla shows. I don't know what it's called, but like mm. where he was like working on some lady that wanted to smile for like 
a wedding and she's freaking out on him mm. on TV. So like he's getting like real famous, but you have to have like one of those personalities like Daniel's little fake persona. Yeah. Where like like you could do it to get money, but like I mean, at the end of the day, I'm gonna make enough money anyways, so I don't really want to go make. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be an entertainer as well. I guess unless you were doing it to get clients, right? Like if you were doing a YouTube Q and A type of thing yeah and you wanted to get new clients like if you're just starting your practice and have no yeah i mean i know like for, for the my braces the second time around when i was looking I, I looked on yelp and then uh yeah i read the reviews and then i also saw just they were just advertising that they give uh, free retainers for life which i don't know if it's an industry standard but i saw that i'm like okay that seems kind of cool um <laughs> what, what is your so, take on that michael so Are retainers really cheap or <laughs> i'm sure they're dirt yeah. cheap <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be too expensive to make. It's just, um, what's it called? Uh, sorry, I think someone's in this. Um, but yeah, it's like retainers are like, like for, I don't know, because that's ortho stuff. And it, it's like insurance. So that's the other thing. They don't teach us anything about insurance. That, mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying like, you got to spend five years. That's like a whole other thing. It's just like learning insurance for that like state that you're like working in mm-hmm. is a whole big pain. Because like, I've just kind of been learning the public insurance, like the Medicaid and and like in New York, I kind of understand it now. Okay. But yeah. Um, Actually, that's yeah, funny. The, the retainer thing, I remember like, I think Rebecca used to lose her retainer a lot. My mom used to go nuts because they're like, <laughs> like I think like two hundred to four hundred. Oh wow. But I mean, I, I can't imagine. It's just acrylic and like wiring. So like the actual yeah. material. And mine's not even mine's not even the wire one. It's just fully plastic. Yeah, oh yeah, and those, that's a new one, I know. Like, mine is, like, I have been using my same retainer from, like, uh, like high school. So, like, mm. so it's an old one, but, yeah, all, all the new retainers I see now are all, like, clear, nice ones that you can wear all day, too. Right. And and those ones are even cheaper material. Like, because um, I, I know it's, something's cheap in our school when you can take it for free without, ask, like, asking for permission. Mm-hmm. I know it must be dirt cheap. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't care yeah, about it. That's, like, one positive is, like, um, like, yeah. But I don't know. For me, the only way I would trust a dentist, because it's like scary, because most of us are like, like a good 80% of us are like good people and like wouldn't do anything. But then if you do get that one kid, like the third year kid, it's, it's a like, risky. oh my God, like <laughs> the damage he can do. Because there's no one that regulates us after we graduate. It's like nobody, you have your own business. Nobody really checks what you do. Right. And mm-hmm. patients don't really know anything about what we do. Yeah. Like, Similar to a mechanic, like, in a sense. Huh? Similar to a mechanic in a sense. Yeah. Like, I think I told you guys a story, like, where that, uh, this girl, like, I was, like, we were working the whole surgery clinic, and she did an extraction where she messed up so bad that I was, like, horrified, and I was, like, trying to stand behind the patient. Yeah. So he wouldn't see my face every time she kept making it worse and worse and worse. <laughs> oh, God. And, and, like, at the end of the day, she got the tooth out, and just from her personality, she's like like yeah we got it out it's all out like we did a really good job and the patient's like oh thank you so much you were such a good doctor and i was like oh my god bro like you know what she just did to you like you would be so mad but like uh wow uh, and he's just like yeah and he looks to me and he's like yeah isn't she like a great dentist michael and i was just like uh yeah service yeah, with yeah. a smile <laughs> you, you I wonder- brought- Go ahead. Oh, yeah. On the no regulations thing, I wonder, because I know with, um, uh, like, advertising uh, cosmetic surgery, there's a lot of regulations online. Like, you can't guarantee things on Facebook. You can't do before and after pictures. I wonder if there's those kind of regulations with dentistry online. Oh, like, there's the 
uh, HIPAA compliance law, which is like yeah, you can't. As long as you get the patient to sign, yeah, you're good to go. But you definitely can't like um, record calls post their without oh. their permission. You gotta definitely get them to sign. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Re- there's but one where you, like uh so one tool we use is like recording calls so you can like see if the call incoming calls you're getting are relevant or not um and only with cosmetic surgery or any medical related things we're not allowed like we can show them who called and the number but we can't show them the length of the call or the actual what are you to referring to when talking about calls like when, like if you call, like if you Google a dentistry office uh-huh. and you call on the uh, number oh, on, on there. Oh, on the Google site uh, yeah, or yeah. whatever, yeah. And you call or use the call extension and call them. Yeah. Uh, like with a lot of businesses, you they can record. Mm-hmm. And like it's, I guess it's legal to listen into the calls. Um, but with like med- in the medical field, they have this thing called the HIPAA compliance law, which states you cannot like you can't disclose or record right because there's like calls. patient patient right. client or whatever you call that uh, thing and you have to go through like this two or three year process to get approved to be able to do that gotcha um so i was just wondering if maybe there were like some restrictions from not, for dentistry i'm not sure about it from like the sales aspect of it but i know like just like yeah like we can't talk like we can talk about cases Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't use the patient's name. I know with the pictures, because ours is just centered around the mouth, I think if you don't have their eyes, and as long as you have just their mouth, you're okay. I've seen other times in our clinic, or like when, when we're showed things in class, like examples, it's like uh, if they do have to have the whole patient's face, they just like put like something to cover their eyes. And I think as long as you cover their eyes, mm. it's okay. But I know, because um, my um, primary like doctor back in uh, Redwood City, Mm-hmm. He uses uh, Google Glasses um, to record everything, so he can write like more thorough notes after you leave. Mm. And he has this thing where you have to sign if it's okay for him to use it, and if you refuse, he'll like uh, he won't wear his like Google Glasses to record it. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, that, that's pretty much just HIPAA. Is like you can't talk about anything. Uh, you like men- you mentioned something about they don't teach you anything about the uh, handling insurance companies, which I find interesting because oh, that's yeah. going to be the primary like no, focus. <laughs> and it reminds me of like how how in high school, you know, you don't learn how to file taxes or kind of real life stuff. Um, what a loan is. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the business thing, like if you have faculty that like you and you go ask them like uh, on the side, like how they do theirs, mm-hmm. like. Uh, they'll give you some tips but a lot of like the faculty that are like uh like uh or a lot of the dentists that have become faculty are faculty for a reason where like they've hurt themselves and they don't practice anymore mm-hmm. or they're like um practice isn't successful and they're doing this on the side until their practice like takes off or something like that because like that's what i was thinking about the other day is like why would you if you're making like 150k if you can make 150k out the gates like, why would you go become like a like a uh, like a teacher at a school hmm. where like I because like I hear my faculty don't complain about it so much that they get paid so little, hmm. and so like I don't think like they wouldn't really know what they're doing. But yeah, they don't teach us anything about the business side of it. Like it's like interesting. Um, well, once we get out, it's like you just got to learn on your own. Hopefully, you have like a good mentor that can teach you. <laughs> God forbid I go to school to learn something about this. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I remember I even signed up because like I was getting worried about it and I signed up for like a business club thing mm-hmm. and I went to the business club and they were just talking about like stocks and how to invest in stocks mm-hmm. and I was like 
I'm not, I'm not coming to dental school. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running dental. Like, like, what am I gonna learn from a dentist about stocks that I can't like just like go Google or ask like uh, one of my friends that's like in finance like how to do it? Like, yeah. So yeah, I, I just like that was like their big like business thing. Uh, they started. We have a class now that's like practice management where they kind of teach you about this, mm -hmm. but it's like it's not really, and it's so different state to state that it's like it doesn't really matter. Right. Like, uh, you just learn once you. Selma has a question here. So dentists don't have to become members of an organization like a dental organiza organization for professionals. I think she's referring to the whole, you know, once you're a dentist, nobody tracks you kind of mm -hmm. deal. So, yeah, I guess because lawyers have the, you know, the board of whatever. <laughs> yeah, like that's the licensing exam. But there's like okay. a few different dental societies. There's too much, which I got to research that after I graduate because it's like, there's big national ones that I'm aware of, and like I think we're members while we're in school automatically. Then afterwards, you have to pay dues yeah. um, to get in there, and you get like small like benefits and stuff from being in them. Hmm. But I know there's like a California one, there's like a Santa Clara County one, a San Mateo County one. Like, um, so is that a bunch for? Of is that for like referrals? Like, if they want to refer to an orthodontist, uh, like, what's the reason? Yeah, I think it's. It's like one aspect of it is like mixing or like like uh, just socially like you meet Not other working. dentists in that area, especially for specialists, mm. because their whole business works off like general dentists sending them referrals. Otherwise, you're never gonna go straight to an oral surgeon or an orthodontist. Usually, the the main route to go there is like your general dentist is like, oh, it's time for you to get braces. Let me send you to an orthodontist that we really love and trust or something. And mm -hmm. They'll send you that one. Right. So that's one way for them to make their business. Um, I think there's like slight benefits you get um, by working with like certain groups like maybe you get discount on like um, if like a certain like uh, if like a certain like Santa Clara County place is affiliated with like someone that makes like dental instruments maybe if you're a member you get 15% off or something so there's like small like benefits here and there hmm. but um, yes yeah, so it's not so yeah I guess I don't know how the um... Like, I think it's like a union. Like, you don't have to be in it, but it's, like, a big benefit to you if you are in it. It's, like, it protects you a little bit more. Hmm. And, like, it just, like, benefits you. Gotcha. Gotcha. What were you going to say? Um, I was just going to refer to lawyers and how they get disbarred and stuff. But I guess if they're in a lawsuit, somebody can claim malpractice, and then hmm. that's how that whole thing. And can I guess... they do that in dentistry? Like, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, if a patient wants to sue someone, they get like another dentist um, opinion, hmm. and then you go on in front of like um, the board. So the patient presents like the dentist that's like you have to agree to like want to like help the patient if it's like really that bad, mm -hmm. and and you go like um, testify on their behalf, and I think there's like a whole board of dentists that like grill you. Like, they grill the dentist that's being accused. They grill the dentist that's, like, saying why they didn't do a good job or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, that's how you, like, use it, like, uh, your license and stuff. For it's, how long? Would think, it, or would it be? Um, I don't know. Like, that guy, I hope no Assyrians watches, but that guy that was, like, fondling girls in San Jose. I mean, he's oh, in Iran Jesus. now practicing, so I think it's for life, if, if depending on the it events. It like, depends maybe. on the case, probably. Yeah, they probably look at the case but, by But case. I think that's why it's weird, because I think it's just... I don't know if that's separate from like if you're actually getting sued by like the 
like the state, like Nabil would know more about this because he's like a mosque. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if just losing your license is just like within like the dentistry community, like the licensing people that you just that's like getting sued by them and you like are that's a malpractice suit is just specific to them. Right. And then the patient suing you for other stuff is um, I don't know what courts handle like getting sued. Is that like civil lawsuits and stuff? Getting sued? Um I should know too. I was pretty low, but I don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> I was as well. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but I'm sure, like these cases, as if uh, Better Call Saul has taught me anything, I'm sure it's the kind of thing where you have to prove that you've like learned or whatever. I'm sure that oh, could be some yeah, of the yeah. cases. Um, yeah, but but I mean, it's got to be. It's like it's got to be like a, like very very clear that like right. the guy did malpractice because even there's so many things in dentistry that it's like like things happen like messing up wise mm -hmm. and like um you could easily just like blame it on like oh like there wasn't enough as long as you explain it there's so many things in the industry if you just explain to the patient beforehand what the risks are mm -hmm. and like you cover your ass like that way where you're just like oh there's like a lot of cavities we're gonna try to save the tooth and like take out all like the decay but if it's too deep you might need a root canal and it's like so maybe the cavities were too deep and you need a root canal mm -hmm. or maybe you messed up and went deeper than you should have right. but as long as you warn the patient then you're just like okay well there's like right like even if you messed up they can't really see you for that and i'm sure you got as a dentist you need some room to like uh get in there i mean i don't know how easy it is to to make errors but i could imagine if you're if if you didn't have a way to protect yourself it would be so hard to just do your job um mm -hmm. With all the risk. But the other thing is, like, the patients don't really know either. That's, like, the scary thing. I was going to say, yeah. It's like, you don't know if someone messed you up or not unless you go to another dentist. That's the only really way. Unless it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even, even then, they could like just the, spin it. Yeah, the dentist can just say, oh, that's normal. Like, um, <laughs> like I did that root canal for that girl recently that I was, like, freaked out about. She kept telling me it hurts. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I asked, like, the like the specialist about it at my school. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, yeah, that's normal. It can hurt at, like, a day or two after. Sometimes that happens. And I'm just like, I just told her, I'm like, yeah, sometimes that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's true. Because it's not like you know anything about yeah. it. Unless they, like, unless they make a visible, like, oh, shoot. Unless blood squirting <laughs> yeah. out of your gums. <laughs> like, one of my friends, like, after she did, like, um, a filling, you're supposed to polish it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the hell, because you got to be really stupid to like mess up those types of, types of things. Mm -hmm. And she like, with the polishing instrument, which like the polishing instrument is like not that hard. She took off a whole chunk of like this lady's cheek. Oh no. And like, ah. I'm like, how the hell do you even do that? Dude? Like, oh, like even like, like it's just like, it's, it's like to me, it's like a lot easier. Like it's very easy. Like the hand skills part of dentistry. I don't know why if it's like I'm playing video games. Yeah, like something like that. Definitely. Like, I got, yeah. Like, dexterity. Yeah. But to me, that part's always been like like a cakewalk. It's more of just like like the patient like uh, aspect of it, like that are like if it's like a scared patient or something like that, that's like more difficult like managing them with new patients. Right. And like also that's like a small part too. The main thing for me is like the bureaucracy of the school just takes like everything takes like like four time. times as long as it should <laughs> as if you were somewhere else. So um so yeah, when she did that and she told me. I was just like, dude, like, how? Like, how? <laughs> and it's like, you can't really explain that to a patient. Like, oh, yeah, I accidentally took off half your cheek. Like, yeah. Uh, Spinning like, this brush. That's just part of the procedure. Like, it happens. Like, it's like, no. <laughs> like, like, that's something you guys do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's so dramatic, there's yeah. no way you would know. Well, we, we, brew, we breeze through an hour here. Um, 
Is there anything on our minds that we want to further explore? Uh, let's see. How's the? I wish you got so I could get your opinions on how to do this VR setup. Yes, oh, VR. Yes. <laughs> Have you, you haven't opened it up yet? Or no, I opened it up and then I realized I have to organize my room before I set <laughs> like drilling some walls and stuff. Right. So I was just like, like cleaning the room was gonna take me all day because like, because I was studying for that exam. Mm. Everything when I have exams and I'm studying, like I kind of like, stop cleaning up and like mm. organizing things. Mm. So it's like the room right now is a complete mess, and I gotta shift everything around like to have like a play area where I don't like uh, like punch walls and stuff. <laughs> Wait, yeah. the sensors they don't have to be drilled in though, right? You can have like can't you have them set up on tripod kind of thing or? Yeah, but I don't have any tripods. I took them on Amazon. It was like forty bucks, oh. and like I supposedly it comes Income. with like. Which I also, like, to me, that's easier. Like, drilling in a wall and just putting spackle over it is, like, pretty easy. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, Finally. even though we're at the tail end of this. Um, <laughs> Salmikala is here. Salmikala. Oh. We've been discussing with her a oh. lot um, about dentistry two- and finance. And um, the internet. And the internet. Um, yes. Do you, have any, do you have anything on your mind to talk about with either michael or selmy i will have to um listen to the podcast to see to what, see what they... we discussed yes also yes. where were you oh yeah you can just I, <laughs> I was at stanford um listening to um a quartet musical um evening afternoon uh, mm. It was really inspirational and okay. uh, uh wait quartet what is that that's a combination like the barbershop? of say that again uh, isn't it like the barbershop quartet? That's the same thing, right? Uh, uh, with with uh, violinists, a viola, and a, a bass, and mm, all string like instruments orchestra playing thing. orchestra. Mm. Um, yes, it inspired me to learn more about music. Interesting. So I'm just wondering, maybe next time we will have a discussion about poetry next time, hopefully. Cool. Oh. If Gerardo joins us, but I. Um, yeah, looking forward to to yeah. seeing the instant replay. In, yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, if that is all, then we can wrap this up. So, thank you all to the viewers for tuning in and uh, until next time, toodaloo. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.